welcome everybody. How are you? <clears throat> so glad that you're here. Listen, this doesn't happen very often. We have literally every chair we own out somewhere. And I want to thank those of you that are in the hallway and those in the additional seating. Thank you for your patience. It's packed. Thank you for being here. This is fun for me. Okay, so be patient. Now, I need one more thank you, though. We've got a whole bunch of contributors that helped you get in here from the parking lot. Can you just all the way into your seats just thank our crew? So, so awesome. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Merry Christmas Eve. Kids, are you here somewhere? Let me hear you. Where are you? Oh, wait a minute. That seems unacceptable. That's, are you guys excited about Christmas, kids? Okay, all right, there we go, that's a little better. And uh, one of the things I know, your family's probably like mine, one of the things that we love to do is exchange gifts, and, and we, uh, we always try and figure out what each other want, and so I'm just curious, because I know every year's a little unique, and there might be something new this year that you, that you, um, that you are asking for, so I'm going to count to three, and I want you to yell really loud, parents, you better pay attention, because there's still time if you needed it. And I want you to tell me what it is that you're hoping for this Christmas. Ready? So think about it for a second. I'm going to count to three. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, perfect. I got it. I got it. That's awesome. <clears throat> Giving gifts is a big part of the uh, way that we celebrate Christmas. Hopefully, does, it, does anyone still have shopping to do? Anybody? Oh, I see a couple hands. Anybody waiting on an Amazon truck? A couple, okay, hopefully they're delivering right now, right? Oh man, uh, we, we celebrate Christmas this way and there's a reason that we do these gifts and I'll explain that in just a minute. We're excited as well because of all of our kids are back home for Christmas and uh, our number two son, Luke, he's, he's back in town and we hardly see him at all. We saw him just for a couple days last summer and then all the way back in January, uh, he's been traveling all over, uh, doing ministry all over the world. It's fun to uh, get a chance to have our kids home, but for some reason, the other day we were in the kitchen and, and uh, we were talking and just randomly, uh, my second son, Luke, said, you know, the most annoying Christmas song is 12 Days of Christmas. I was like, wait a minute, I'm talking about 12 Days of Christmas this year in our service. And I said, why is it so annoying? Says, you hear it once, you've already heard it, it's like repetitive and it just keeps going. And I'm not sure I really disagree with him, but I want to share with you a couple things about this song. The earliest known version of this song is actually from a children's book that was published in 1780. Isn't that crazy? And not everybody agrees with Luke on this because somebody was willing to pay $23,750 for one of the first print editions of this book here not so long ago. The 12 days of Christmas is the span between the birth of Christ and what we would celebrate as the coming of the Magi, which is several days later. So it actually began tomorrow and continue all the way through January 6th. And just for a little Christmas test today, I wonder if you remember the song. Because the song is about someone's true love who gave them 12 very unique gifts. So I would really like uh, to try and review those today in reverse order. You ready? Let's see if we can do it. I'll get started. I've got notes. So 12 drummers drumming. You can help me. 
11 pipers piping, 10 lords a-leaping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids a-milking, 7 swans a-swimming, 6 geese a-laying. Ah, it's so perfect. Four calling birds. Oh, we're going to sing it now. All right. That's, all, that's the first time that's happened. I love it. Way to go. Way to go. <clears throat> Here's something you might not have known. A little tidbit. For the last 36 years, there's an outfit called the PNC Christmas Price Index, who every single year values each of the gifts given in the song 12 Days of Christmas. Did you know that? This year, experts say that your true love would have to dole out $38,993.59 to fulfill the list. And that's only if you got one of each. If you, if you repeat it as often as the song repeats it, that would actually be 364 total gifts totaling $170,298.03. Over the course of this Christmas here at Plum Creek, what we've been talking about is a little different slant at the Christmas story where we've been looking at how unlikely so many things in this story really are. And it would be unlikely, wouldn't you think, that your true love would spend that kind of cash for those gifts, wouldn't you think? If they did... I hope they kept their receipt because it's also highly unlikely that on your list was 11 pipers piping. <clears throat> I don't even know what that is. I'm not sure I want to know what that is. But Christmas really is about an unlikely gift that God has extended to each of us. So much so that when the Apostle Paul was writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, he said this, thanks be to God for his gift that is too wonderful for words. And over the course of this Christmas, what we've been doing here at Plum Creek is taking a look at the very first chapter of the first gospel, Matthew, where Matthew actually details the genealogy of Jesus. And I'm going to read to you what he said. These first 17 verses are amazing. I'm going to read the first verse. Matthew 1.1, this is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. And the list then continues from Abraham 42 generations all the way through Joseph and Mary, concluding with Jesus himself. And when you take the time to look at it, there's some pretty interesting characters in this story. There's some pretty interesting people in Jesus's family tree, so to speak. And when you uh, read these stories and are reminded of, of their lives and you see what they did, I'll be honest, it reads a whole lot like a biblical soap opera. There are some unlikely characters in this list of Jesus's genealogy. There's good, there's bad, and there's ugly. Kind of like all of our families a little bit, right? It's interesting that at first glance, it would seem that this story of Jesus's family tree is as unlikely as the gift that he's given us until you understand and really capture the heart that all the way through these people's lives, starting all the way back at Abraham and all the way to Jesus, we see that there is this heart, this redemptive heart of God that can be seen all the way up to when Jesus is born, continuing in Jesus's life, something that we can still experience because of this unlikely gift that's been extended towards you and me today 
as well. And I want to read to you some words of Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, for he has appointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That, you guys, is the story that we celebrate again this year at Christmas. That Jesus didn't come to earth to make good people better. He came to give you and I hope that we never had before. And Jesus came for the unlikely. These people all along in his family tree and each of us that feel unlikely too, healing broken lives and restoring shattered hopes. The story of Christmas and the story leading up to Christmas is full of unlikely people intertwined into the amazing story of God's redemptive heart, and it continues today. Here's what Paul said about this incredible gift that you and I have been given. In Galatians 4, starting in verse 4, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And we have to be honest that it would seem like an unlikely thing for the creator of the universe to care about you and I in this way. That he would walk into this world to provide for us a gift that sets us free. A gift that gives freedom and a gift of adoption into his family. And what we have seen this year in the reality of this series that we've been walking through together for the people in the genealogy of Jesus, for the people in the story that first Christmas and for each of us here today, is that we have an opportunity to experience the grace of God. And we can see it communicated and demonstrated over and over and over again. So maybe, maybe sometimes you feel like so many have over the years that life can get messy. Today I want you to know that the whole story of Christmas is about this incredible God making making his love known to those that will, that will direct their attention towards him and receive this gift that he has given. And that can bring an unlikely transformation in our lives. And that's what Christmas is all about. Please know, please know this today. God's plan is this, that you would understand that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. So much so that, that the message about the coming Savior was this, that you shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us, for he will save his people from their sins. And it's incredible to see this reality woven into the stories over the years. And this gives me a lot of hope. I hope it gives you hope too. It helps me see that this story can also be my story and it can be your story. So this Christmas, as we sit down to celebrate and, and as you see packages that are beautifully wrapped in bows and we're gonna rip into all of those things here in the next couple of days, I want you to remember this gift and that this gift is really about God's compassionate love for us. And it has nothing to do with who you are. It has nothing to do with who you've been or what you've done. It has nothing to do with what even others may say about you. It has nothing to do with sometimes that inner voice that we all seem to battle from time to time and what we say about ourselves. 
Here's what seems so unlikely, and it's the gift that's been extended towards you and me, and that's this, God loves you. He loves you, and this is a gift that not just says he loves you, but he sent his son to come to this planet for you, and his son died for you, and that's the most incredible gift that any of us could have ever been given. So here's what I wanna do. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? And I wanna read to you what those angels proclaimed to those shepherds that first Christmas day. In Luke chapter two, the angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, for he will save his people from their sins. And as we talk about this incredible gift that we have, it's unlikely that God would care about you and that God would care about me but it just goes to show us his redemptive heart and that's really all he's about. And we celebrate this Christmas season, the fact that he would send his son and I don't know what it is that's brought you to this facility today, to this place where you've heard this message and it might be that you're in town with friends or family and you're celebrating and this is just one part of it. But if you're here today and you've never fully accepted this incredible, unlikely gift that God has given us, I want you to know that he's extending it towards you right now in this very moment. And all you have to do in your heart is say yes to this gift, to accept it. And if that's you and you're here today, would you just pray this simple prayer with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me that way. And even when I feel like an unlikely candidate of this, Today I've been reminded of this authentic and true redemptive love that you have for me. And today I accept this gift. And I thank you that you sent your son, that he would come and be born in that manger, but ultimately that he would go to the cross and that he would die for me. And today I say thank you for that. And I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to help me to understand what it means to be in relationship with a God that loves like that. And Lord, for all of the rest of us, will you help each of us here today in this building to be reminded of the incredible gift. And as we celebrate and as we exchange gifts and receive gifts and open gifts, Lord, will you remind us in the next couple of days of your incredible gift, the way that you love us, and that even when it feels unlikely that God would care, that you do and that you sent your son and that's why we celebrate we love you father in your name we pray amen
quite done yet. Can you stand up uh, with me for just a second? One of the things that we love to do as a church during this week where we celebrate Christmas is uh, instead of doing a candle lighting, we do glow sticks. So kids, I know you probably haven't done this yet, but if you just go ahead and get those started, that would be awesome. 
And let me tell you, if you don't know why I share this every year, the reason that we do this is because 14 years ago, we started in the movie theater here in church. That's how we got started. And they wouldn't let us use candles and we wanted to do something. So we started glow sticks. The kids love it. As a matter of fact, last night, one of our staff members sent me a picture of his daughter with a fistful of glow sticks. And she was asleep in her bed with her teddy bear. It was awesome. And so we're going to keep doing this. That's enough right there to keep doing it. The song that Colette just so beautifully sang has some words in it that aren't just great words for a service like this. It's actually truth. And as a matter of fact, it was Jesus who himself said, I am the light of the world. And that is powerful. And what we celebrate today is that light that we have been able to see, the gift that has changed us. And then later in the, in the book of Matthew, Jesus is teaching and he says this, not only is he the light of the world, but then he challenges the, his listeners and us today by saying this, you are the light of the world. And so with that comes a responsibility. And so first we wanna be reminded today that he's the light of the world. So kids, I need your help again, okay? We're gonna count to three and I want you to yell as loud as you can and raise your glow stick up in the air and say, he is the light of the world. Okay, can we do that? All right, let's give it a shot. Put them down, cover them up. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, all right, that's pretty good. Kids, you did way better when we were talking before. We're gonna do this one more time. Ready? I'm gonna count to three and I wanna hear everybody this time. Ready? One, two, three. He. Okay, good. Put it down one more time, but this time we're gonna say we are the light of the world and I want you to keep them held up in the air so that we can see collectively what happens when we let our light shine. Okay, ready? One, two, three. We are the light of the world. Now hold them up, look around. All over our building, we got glow sticks up right now. That's awesome. And guys, we have a responsibility to remember this incredible, unlikely gift that he's extended to us. And here's the best thing. The best thing about this gift is this, that you can give it away as many times as you possibly can and never lose it. Isn't that awesome? Will you bow your heads for just a moment? I'm gonna pray a very famous benediction over you, but before we do, Father, I thank you that we have a chance to celebrate. And I know we're not done yet celebrating, but we wanna be reminded today that you are the light of the world and that light has changed us. And we have been recipients of this unlikely and incredible gift. Help us to not keep that to ourselves, but to share that with as many people as we can. And Father, I pray that there will be some moments over the next couple of days when we have a chance to be alone with you and to be reminded of this incredible difference that you've made in our lives. And that we don't just celebrate a day on the calendar, we celebrate a God that sent his son for us. So now I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Lord, would we experience that this Christmas in a very real, tangible way. We love you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to finish by singing this song with our glow sticks together. So get ready. This is the last one for tonight.
sleeping. 